Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. We are in part three of Braden, the TPK DM, uh, (laughs) (laughs) taking us through this marvelous adventure. So I will go ahead and uh, give Braden the reins of DM. Hello, everyone. Uh, Previously, where we left off, just for you all, uh, you had inquired about the drug known as Scorched being sort of distributed throughout the docks and then into the city. Uh, you had word from Matron Marjorie of the Lightwater uh, Orphanage that she believed one of the gang leaders within the docks was responsible for bringing it in and selling it. Upon doing some research and investigating around, you had come to the conclusion that maybe it wasn't uh, Bromwell Midnight Mine of the Ode, the Dwarven Gang. You had cased out the docks and talked to a dock worker uh, of higher up in the order and found that Taruk Steeljaw was bringing a shipment of something in in the evening, but you decided to take it straight to him anyway and found him in a back alley where he was trying to mug a nice peasant and you took the battle right to him and ended up killing him i believe in the street taking his enchanted great shovel of sorts (laughs) (laughs) Uh, whoever took that i put the stats up on discord for you to look But that is where we'll pick up now, as you are currently still standing in the alley. The body of Taruk and his henchmen are still around, but uh, you have, I believe, spared the dying on one of the henchmen, the last henchman to be killed, or downed anyway. Did we we interrogate him last time? Uh, No, there was no interrogation. He was trying to... They were trying to sort of rob someone, but then upon... uh, them actually getting a hold of this merchant peasant man uh the rest of the henchmen sort of set up a perimeter to look out and you guys came around the corner without the right stealth to uh remain hidden and they sort of met you in the middle of the alleyway to uh duke it out but things got deadly quick right yeah uh my only worry mainly at this point is um one my hands are covered in blood and gore and uh two (laughs) we're gonna look pretty obvious running out of this alleyway with a giant blood covered shovel so um whatever you guys think is a good idea at this point i'm kind of in follower mode i think my crow was still out looking around um, but I don't 100% remember off the top of my head. I think we had him scout, but uh, it didn't is, have... Mm-hmm. It's sitting up on top of one of the warehouses nearby now. It was the... Uh, it 
pretty much followed Taruk to this alleyway and then sat That's down right. and you guys pursued. Yep. That being said, doesn't don't we have the ability prestidigitation? Clean up the, all this blood problem? Ooh, good idea. Yeah, we could spend, you know, uh, six seconds per cast, one person. So we could spend, um, you know, 24 whatever seconds it takes uh, to get us all cleaned up enough to get out of there without being caught if somebody has it. It seems like a good use of our time. I'm just double checking if I have that on me as a cantrip. I don't. I believe one so. of the. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I don't have that. Although I'm just. Oh, no, I do. As part of my background, I do. Nice. I do not. I do have Spare the spare the Dying, but... And while you're doing that, I'm going to be using Mending to make sure all of our clothing looks, like, pristine. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Cherno, when you went down to Spare the Dying, the body, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, upon that henchman's body was a torn and ripped little owl bear, teddy bear, sort yes. of doll thing. Matched one of the ones we saw in the children's home. Yes. Uh, looking at it, it appears like it's just been ripped open and just everything's been tossed out everywhere. Hmm. Ripped open like someone maybe was storing drugs inside it? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, roll some sort of storing drugs inside check. <laughs> oh yes, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Give us an my, with my class. It's a good thing I have proficiency in that. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mine's only a thirteen for it. So okay. I got a nat one on that roll. So I have no <laughs> oh. idea. <laughs> uh, taking a look over it, <laughs> you don't find any small fragments of drugs within the ripped teddy bear. Uh, the Albert Teddy, sorry, you do sort of look at it and you see some like loose stitching and stuff like that. And it looks like the back of it has just been like clawed into, then ripped open, and then things have been torn out of it. Can anybody else want to maybe take Yeah, a can look I check if this? there's like, can I check and see if there's like a compartment in like that was maybe in the bear to put something in there, or whether it was sure. just like shredded open? Yeah, like, I, I had a 13 on my check, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, I would make the assumption that there's shit stored inside of there and we should probably go back to the orphanage. Is that an investigation? Yeah, go for it. That's not going to help. That's a seven. <laughs> Sorry. No, there's definitely, definitely no hidden compartments within it. Uh, it just looks like... You're telling me there's a trap in the teddy bear? <laughs> yes, you release a fireball onto your party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the classic owlbear teddy <laughs> trap uh, but looking in it I'd say Bob with your 13 it doesn't look like there's enough stuffing around and left in it whether it's just been torn out with whatever was or when the guy just tore this owlbear or something was in there and then he took that out and now there's just a leftover smaller amount of stuffing that wouldn't actually uh, fit within a proper teddy. Gotcha. That's kind of what I assumed at this point. But yeah, no. no. Maybe it's time to ask this guy we still have left. <laughs> uh, have we looted the other bodies, checked or checked in their pockets if they have, you know, any illicit drugs on them? 
I haven't uh, yet. I I've got serious guilt issues, so I'm gonna leave most <laughs> of this to you guys. I will do. I will do that then as soon as I'm done. You know, rolling yeah, up also... my battle standard and securing it with cord. Sure. Uh, give us a investigation check. All right. That is a ten for me. Ten. I got. I got. I got a seven again. Okay. Uh, looking through their pockets, it doesn't look like there's any drugs stored on them. Uh, you did find a small amount of coin within their pockets that uh, you aren't sure whether they stole or maybe they dealt drugs and got coin, but uh, considering they were just coming out here to rob people, you assume maybe they've taken it from someone or some other transactions happened. I'd be willing at this point to um, contact a cleric of justice and point out where that manhole was or that sewer grate or whatever it was. You know, point that out is, hey, these pickpockets came out of there. You may want to station somebody or something. Okay. Oh, wait. Can I... Do we still have... Can I take the bear for a second? Yep. I take the the bear. I'm going to cast Mending. Because I, I I would know that mending doesn't actually add any new stuffing, so I'm gonna yep. cast mending and see if it like if it mends like a, a a pocket. Is that how mending works? Am I getting that right? Uh, you'd be able to put two things back together, I believe. It wouldn't restore it where it was. So wait. Okay. So that's so that's a bad idea. So basically, you want to stitch the rip uh, up, uh, together again? Is that what you're saying? I have command. Could I use that to um, encourage this one last guy to tell us the truth? I believe so. Because uh, I was just very quickly looking up words that would be a single word that would encourage someone to do that. And testify means to speak the truth. Okay. Uh, he's, he's currently unconscious and without the sort of assistance of healing with any means, he'll probably be unconscious for the next few hours. I We can fix that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let, me do, let me do cure wounds at first level. Um, so that's uh, six points of healing. Okay. As you... Press down onto his chest as he's laying on the cobbled street. His head suddenly spikes up and he spits some blood, just sort of like blinking his eyes rapidly and looking around. <laughs> Who are you? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're not going to play this nice way. I cast command. <laughs> okay. And I will just powerfully say, testify. All right. I think there'd have to be like a a pre-triggering sort of oh, question before yeah, you just yes, testify because he doesn't have a true yeah, have knowledge of what he's testifying about. Yeah. Um, you, so before we, before we ask him, yeah, yeah. Um, just tell him. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you know anything about 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 the scorch? Were, were, were you guys selling it? I don't know what you're talking about. I shout out in anticipation of Cherno's command or whatever. I shout out, tell us everything you know about the Scorch. 
and why the <laughs> and the owl bear. I just gotta throw in. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about that. Can, Can I, I make an intimidation check? check? <laughs> sure. Uh, would you say insight there as well? Uh, yeah. I I want to do insight. Turner wants to do an insight check. Uh, I got an eighteen. I'll do I'll do thaumaturgy if I can do the help action. Oh yeah, sure. And I got a seventeen on an insight check. Okay, so uh, Cherno immediately with what he just said, there's definitely something he's hiding. And when you threw the owlbear teddy down in front of him, his eyes opened up a bit and he looked a lot more concerned. Uh, Bob, you scream towards him. And this deepened voice that Alsfat is helping with via the thaumaturgy, and you see his eyes are sort of widen. He like scoots back a few paces on the ground with his hands. He's like, oh, if, uh, "If I tell you, I'll die." Please. I just look around. I'm like, "Look what will happen to you if you don't." Uh, I'd rather. I mean. Come on, we don't, we don't need to play this game, you know what I mean? Um, we saved your life once. We don't have to do it twice. I, I need a... If I tell you anything, I need, I need a, a cart out of town immediately. Hmm. Yeah, we can totally do that. Tell us first. <laughs> Is that a deception roll there? Also uh, that? <laughs> I mean, we can... We won't, but we can. Yeah, uh, he rolled a three on inside, so I won't even have you roll on that. Uh, else, uh, uh, he, he's just like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. If you promise, honestly. Um, kind of looks around the street, making sure no one's nearby. Looking up to the rooftops, making sure there's no one listening. Uh, he sort of leans forward towards you and is like. Is there um, a new player in the docks? Um, I don't know much about them. They came in just before the festival. One, one of them's really theatrical type, you know? Not many of them, just a couple. One, yeah, big hat, El- elven fellow. And then, and then there was this weird, weird lady with uh, white face paint. And some weird fluorescent colored clothing. Huh. Oh, roll a history check. Yeah, does that remind us of any of the any of the people that sh- the, the the matron um, mentioned to us? Uh, none that she had mentioned, no. That's a 19. Okay, so remembering back the last few days, when you were walking down the road of the uh, central sort of from the docks to the uh, center of town. You remember entering into a strange funhouse carnival where the man at the front had a large hat and was elven and the lady in the back tried to get you to give a strange powder to someone, but you won a game of chance and instead were given a favor by her one mother maggot. Those, the things that he said lead you to believe and the I mean the fact that she tried to get you to give someone drugs uh, may lead you to believe that perhaps these are the people that are either supplying it or they're the new players that are 
uh, within the docks. I feel like a terrible human being at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you didn't give anyone drugs, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, I would say, hey, God, oh, we're all still in a group at this point, just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah, I would just say something along the lines of, hey, guys, um, I may have met somebody that uh, gave me a favor at some point. So we can use that favor if you want to totally end this craziness if that's okay with you guys. Did we ever find out what the bear has to has to do with this? Can we can we ask him about the bear specifically? All right. So you're going to ask him about the bear? Yeah, I'm going to kind of get up in his face and I'm going to I'm going to shove the bear in his face like you do with a dog that just like before. <laughs> you're like, "What did you do?" What was in this? I'm I'm gonna make it smell like pee with thaumaturgy. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he heaves a little. In his... Yeah, um, yourself. That's that's where the scorch comes in. You pick it up like this. Uh, yeah. Where from? The little kid comes and gives it to us. What's his name? I don't know. Sometimes there's a few. Uh, what do they look like? The one last time had brown hair, little button nose, real cute little sucker. Please tell me it's not one of the kids from the orphanage. Oh, it definitely is. It almost certainly is. Which one of us rolled a one and just thought they were all just, you know, pretending? (laughs) (laughs) That was me, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Just D&D stuff. Um, Yeah. So wait, how how young are these kids again? Because are are they super young? Are are they super young? Uh, are you asking Dan? Yeah, the ones in the orphanage range anywhere between like four years old up to around maybe twelve before they're sort of given jobs or something along those lines. Okay, seems like maybe she is. Is she just hiring us to get rid of her competitors? That's what I'm thinking. New people in town. Uh. Overhearing you say Mother Marjorie, he'd say, um, or uh, Matron Marjorie, sir. He'd say, oh, I really don't know any of the names you've thrown around, but I'm, I'm just a lucky, I promise. All, all I know is the kids come give us their toys and uh, head on their way. Arpeggio, Alsafat. Yeah, so, so we have two two leads to follow. Either we talk to to Matron Marjorie or we talk to um, the new kids on the block. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, despite all the crap that may be going on, I think uh, Mother Marjorie would be the lesser of the evils for lack of a better term um she's at least helping people out even if she's running a criminal organization at the end so to be to be honest i would rather give matron marjorie the benefit of the doubt and think that her kids are doing business on the side so i say we go to uh what do you call her Mother Maggot? 
Yeah, Mother um, Maggot was the circus performer that um, was at the very end of the circus tent thing. And I have a favor that I can use with her from the, uh, or until the 27th of planting. So if we don't have to use that favor, I'd rather not. But I mean, if push comes to shove, we've got that favor we can use. And she seemed pretty ridiculously deadly. Um, her name was Mother Maggot after all. So <laughs> yeah, we can go from there. If you want, I'd rather, uh, interview the orphanage person and we can decide from there what we want to do should we bring this guy with and that way he can just point out some kids that no 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 no, just i'll need to go one one sec one sec (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna pull everyone but him aside (laughs) yes ignore ignore the suffering in the background Uh, you see him try to get up and begin running away. <laughs> <laughs> You're all the seven still. So, yeah, it's very obvious. He's very wounded and is trying to hobble away as quick as he can. Uh, I'd let him. Uh, I'm not going to make any efforts. I would I stop him if we had to. I would stop him. <laughs> it's like running after a child who's <laughs> trying to make a break for it. You just sort of do a slow jog up next to them and then just put your arms on them. <laughs> and, the, and he's just like, oh, oh. Yeah, I was going to say in the same voice that I say, time out, I would totally say, <laughs> enough, stop. <laughs> he's like, uh, you're going to get me killed. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey. If you stop and you listen for just a minute, we will totally get you out of this. But if you don't stop, you're gonna have to take a nap right now. I mean, you're gonna have to to take an ax to the neck right now. <laughs> Charles just has his head in his hand, Wait. like, oh my God. Let us go here real quick. Uh, uh. I prefer the nap over an axe, but I mean, I'll stop her up. <laughs> yeah, my dad vibes are totally overflowing at this point. I am the daddest dad with cargo shorts and a pocket. Give that to mommy, sweetie. Sorry, uh, Amelia. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> okay, totally ready to go. So... Um, or do we want to go investigate another one of the gains first and see if we get some matching stories? Yeah, there's that shipment coming in. We could, uh, does your crow see anything? My crow has got a pretty decent stealth if we need to uh, have it scout. The shipment wouldn't be in for another three or so hours. Oh, that's right. Uh, the other, the other gang leader that was meeting with a dignitary from the Tangle, I believe, was Haphael Hiskel, who was said to be meeting with uh, the dignitary on top of a merchant's uh, warehouse. Yeah, so we have uh, the Grey Jacks run by Haphael Hiskel, meeting with representatives of Fayport, maybe bringing in a scorch from Fayport and meeting on the top of a warehouse roof for the Merchant Guild. Con men, they t- tend to be in the middle side of the docks. And then finally, we have the Ode with Bromwell Midnight Mine, 
they're having a sleepover at the Shore Eye Sailor Inn and Drink, where we maybe didn't make the best of friends, uh, with the <laughs> youngest son of Sabel Shen, Sadie Shen. And they tend to be, her forces are on the north side of the docks, but since none of us are dwarves, we probably won't mix in well. Yes. I say we try and, we could try and listen in on that uh, meeting with the residents of the Fayport. Yeah, let's go see what the Grey Jacks are up to. I'm All thinking right. we should go, like, test our bases, go investigate the different groups, and then make an informed decision on who's actually doing the best for the that, docks right now. Yep, that sounds about right. All right. Uh, Matron Marjorie would have said that a lot of these meetings, various activities, wouldn't actually be happening until the evening, so you still have roughly around three hours before the sun sets and anything criminal begins happening. So what you're saying is lots of time to prepare traps. <laughs> Absolutely. How many caltrops do we have? <laughs> Every square foot of the dock is coming. <laughs> and wherever there isn't, it's just the the little uh, ball bearings to make them fall into the caltrops. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what are we thinking? Arpeggio is kind of the leader of our little game. What? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. No, not not, not for a while. No, no. <laughs> I can no. set them up if somebody ends up doing something in between. But uh, yeah, I'm simply a uh, everything preparatory character. All right, Elsafat, it's you and I. <laughs> What are we All doing right. here? Well, I see no problems with interrogating a matron. <laughs> Just in our free time. I mean, three hours is plenty of time to go have a chat and kind of report in. Well, we could, we could, we could pop in, uh, tell her about what happened with uh, Steeljaw, and then you know, on our way out, maybe speak to some of the kids. Fair enough. I like it. Any. Everyone good with this? Yep. Alright, we have a plan. Okay, Let so me... you head towards the light water orphanage? Yes. Alright, traversing across town, uh, you see a number of other children running about with their little toys, all happily running and uh, laughing with each other. Um, they... can I casually pull one aside, just be like, hey, quick, quick question for you. Uh, what is it, mister? <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> Neither was I. Neither was my throat. <laughs> um, where are the toys coming and going from? We, and kind of hold up the owl bear and be like, someone dropped, lost this one, and we're just trying to find out where to return it to. Oh, that's really sad. Um, well, every morning before we go out and play, Matron Marjorie gives us a toy. And do you guys usually lose them, or are you supposed to... Is it the same toy every day? Oh no, we get different toys every day, and then we give them away at the end of the day. That's so... That sounds like a fun game. Thank you. Yeah, it's very fun. We get lots of toys. Awesome. Have fun playing. We'll Thanks. Bye. Bye. Just sort of does like a little jump. Uh, skip where he taps his feet in the air and then runs back over to his friends. So what? 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 Oh God! What an odd-looking gnome! 
Yes, and two, we might have a larger problem. I, I have questions now, and they're not good ones. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's seeming less ambiguous now. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I asked the kid. <laughs> Alright, so you head back, continuing to the Lightwater Orphanage? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Alright, so it takes you another five or so minutes to make your way over there. You see the two doors open. Uh, children coming and going, laughing and having a great time, and you see at the door waving and sort of motioning her hand over to the kids, smiling, is uh, Matron Marjorie. He's like, Oh, have a good day now, my children. Be careful out there. I'm sorry, I, I forgot. Forgot her voice and it's still amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, holy cow. Oh, you're back. Did you find out anything? Oh, quickly, come inside, come inside. Yes, Matron, it's it's important we speak to you privately. Absolutely, come in, no problem. You see her sort of turn around quickly, waddling through this open way and uh, opening a door that leads to a larger sort of expanse to the left, uh, a large kitchen with a huge dining table where lots of... Uh, well, some children now just sort of sitting and playing card games and things like that. And off to the right, uh, a set of doors that you only assume to lead to different dorms that uh, house the children. There's also a, also a stairwell to the left as well that leads up to what you'd assume to be like a private room for her. As we're walking, you just hear Chernobyl be like, Oh, that's where the money came from. Oh. Did you say this out loud? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the O I do, and then just just gotta cut it off there. Just quite obvious on my face, though. Like, like that I figured something out, and then I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, "Oh, uh, quickly come up the stairs. There's a little a little library up there, and a classroom too for the children." I don't think any of them will be in there doing any study. They're out playing today, having a good time. So she leads you up some up some stairs, uh, opening a door, and you see a large library in front of you uh, with a study desk. And then to the right of that, through a little doorway, is a classroom with lots of seats set up and a chalkboard across the way. She kind of leads you in. Uh, she's like, okay. Doesn't look like anyone's in here. Uh, what what exactly have you found out? Anything good, I hope? Uh, can, how, are there windows in this classroom? Uh, not, not, not in the classroom, no. Uh, in one door, right? Yeah, just one doorway. Uh, I will be standing by the door. <laughs> okay. Do you have, do either of you have your spears out? No, uh, I, I'm using my battle Perfect. standard as a walking stick. So, but my Perfect. my sword is sheathed right now. I'm I'm going to quickly take advantage of this plan I've been waiting days for, mm-hmm. and go spear us the details. What's the deal with the kids running around with the drug stuff stuffies? I'm salty. I'm gonna throw the the teddy on the table. Oh, don't tell me someone's lost their toy. No, it made it to its intended recipient. 
What? What? What do you mean? Can I interject this one? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, 18. Okay. Not 20. Alright. Uh, she rolled a 20, deception, but not a natural 20, so... Uh, you see definitely through a very well-kept facade that she's keeping up that she understands and knows what you're talking about and has a lot more information to give, but she's doing a darndest to try and keep it concealed at the moment. All right, and only because of that role, then I'm going to be like, what's actually going on? Testify. And with the word testify, I apply the command spell. Okay. I believe she needs to make a saving throw. She does, and I really hope she fails it. Like, uh, is it a wisdom? Uh, I'm just double-checking. Uh, you speak one more command, and succeed a wisdom saving throw. Uh, only a nine. And I believe it's eight plus my... Either way, I think it's... Yeah, it should be good, because my wisdom modifier is a... Or that spell. What does that spell use? What's your spell casting mod? What's your spellcasting modifier? I'm a cleric, so... Yeah, wisdom. It's gonna be wisdom. Oh, I have a plus one for that, and proficiency is a plus two, so it would be a DC of a... Alright, she failed. Cool. Uh, she will say, The drugs are being made downstairs, in the basement, where I told you someone was living down there. There's no one down there, no... Well, there is someone down there, but you got to be careful. And why did you hire us? I mean... Now, the is it only one round of compulsion? Uh, duration of one round, yeah. Okay. Uh, should say... I'm just hoping oh. it's going... She'll not notice that she's magically no longer has to. <laughs> she'll sit down in a chair and sort of bow her head low and say, um... Oh. Just to clear out the competition. I'll just tear up the contract we made with her because it. T- this is completely null and void in it. <laughs> As the magic sort of fades, she kind of blinks a few times and looks up and says, um, "Oh, I, I didn't mean to to cause any harm to the children. Honestly, I thought maybe pairing with them would." Uh, you know, maybe clear up the docks a little. From what they said, they were going to help us. And look at all the money the children get, all the nice toys, and... I hear them, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cause you any trouble. Yeah, insight. Oh. Again. Insight, sir. Yeah, I want to know if she's really... Oh, she yeah. seems... She's acting like she's innocent, and... No, uh, no, that that's a nine for me. So no. All right. It appears as if she is sorry, has general concern for the children in this uh, sort of situation. I'm sorry. I, um, I wouldn't go downstairs into the basement. Hmm. They're in there. He he's in there. Who's he? Is this weird man had, I don't know, he's very dangerous. They said they'd hurt some of the children if I told anyone. Can I insight check that? Sure, go ahead. 
I got 11. Okay. Uh, again, very hard to read her in this moment. She's crying, trying to sort of keep her face hidden through her hands, and uh, you see some sort of tears pouring out the sides. Well, I, I think we're done here. I agree. Let's go down. Let's go down to the basement. No, please, some one of you help me to stay here with me. I'm worried. I can't. What if they start hurting the children? Who's they? You know. Them. Do they have children down there? Like, as hostages? Not, I hope not. Not that I know of, anyway. But, I mean, there's children all through the orphanage right now. If one of them comes up here, they could hurt one of them. How many are there? I think just the two of them. Are both of them down there now? I don't know. I can't be certain. Are they... the two of them? Is it an elf with a large hat and a woman with white face paint? Yes, that's them. That's them. They're terrifying. Horrific, even. Is there, is there by chance maybe a second entrance to this basement? No, only one. Shit. What were you thinking? Uh, it's ambush? I don't know. I can shadow step. Or what is it? Misty step, sorry. Oh, Mr. Bob, I believe you said that you have a friend that helps you scout things. Yeah, you familiar. Can send, you can send him to the last, to the place that you know they would usually be in to see yeah. if they're there. Yeah. Can have a uh, my raven scout that. That's not a problem. Uh, just make sure that uh, both of them are not there. So if both of them are not there, they're probably here. Hopefully. Yeah. I will send something into the chat. Okay. Uh, I will send something into the Chaos Plan chat currently. The layout of the orphanage so you can see. Yay! So you're in that upstairs area. Uh, the... Yep. The room to the top left. The square with the uh, central sort of square is the little library. Yep. And the classroom has all those individual lines. You're currently in there with her. Uh, but there is just a one-way stairwell leading down to a door that then leads into the basement. Okay. So sending a familiar to without opposable thumbs that can open a door handle lines may be a futile plan potential. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work well. Uh, she says, um, Oh, I can... I can take her down to the stairwell if you'd like that leads down there. But, um, please just wanna just stay with me just to be safe anyway. Bob, uh, would you stay? Would you stay with me at the top of the stairs, please, just in case? Insight check to make sure I'm not gonna get stabbed in the back. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that was an eight. Okay. Uh, she looked. Like she's genuinely concerned that potential, the potential of one of them escaping from the basement and then coming up and then hurting children. 
I suppose I'll be like one or two steps, like just enough so that she can't like slam the door to keep me out, but I would be pretty close to the basement. Okay, so at this point, you guys begin walking down there, I assume? Yep. yep. Uh, quietly, I suppose. Yes. Uh, your quiet. footsteps are muffled out by the running, sprinting, cheering of all the children in the orphanage at this point, so it's not difficult at all to begin your way uh, towards there. Uh, okay. Turning left at the bottom of the stairwell and heading towards the kitchen, the far sort of northern corner of the kitchen itself there is a little uh doorway or not doorway sorry archway that leads to a stairwell leading down and the door is at the bottom of the stairwell so she's just sort of standing at the top looking down towards it now and is like please be careful bob maybe just stay at the top of the stairwell okay i want i would like to stand near the door and then yep. uh my battle standard has uh, this special thing. It's called. Uh, sorry, where did? It? Oh, it's not here. Oh, never mind then. I'll just put in my ear <laughs> towards, put in my uh, ear towards the door and try to listen in. Sure, roll a perception check. Oh, that's a fifteen. All right. From beyond the door. Uh, you hear a light bubbling sound and the occasional. <laughs> That's free. Just one That's voice. Free. A strange sort of muffled giggle. Hmm. We have Bob use his favor. Yeah, we can if you want. Oh, oh okay, okay. There it is. Sorry. Uh, my battle center has a special thing called Ghost Sight. Your allies okay. allow you to yeah. see beyond what nor a normal mortal can. You sense all living creatures within the range of your battle standard. Okay. Uh, sensing beyond the door, you can sense one other creature in there, uh, aside from the many around you currently. There's one in through the door. Just appears to be one in the door, yeah. I just put up my, put up, I signal there's just one. I put up my finger, one. Uh. Then I just look at them, and so... Uh, Matron Marjorie sort of grasps onto your side coat, Bob, and says, uh, Oh no, that means that maybe one of them is around here with the children. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, I would just make sure to keep one eye on her and everything else, because I'm still not 100% convinced. Okay. Can we just do a quick walkthrough of, like, the upper levels, just to make sure, see if we see the other guy upstairs, or...? Sure. Uh, you take a little walk around, roll up a set. Okay. That's going to be, um, let me leave my modifier. I'd like plus this. Two. Roll. That's a uh, 14. 14. Uh, 20, not 20 plus. Oh, damn. Uh, one for me. Okay. I like this scrolling <laughs> <nice> app. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, beginning your look around through the rest of the orphanage to ensure no one else is around that shouldn't be there. Uh, Heading upstairs, you don't seem to find anyone. There is a small sort of bedroom where uh, you can uh, sort of see it's regularly lived in, probably by the matron. And then upon heading back down towards that door, uh, that would be Cherno, I believe, since you have... What's that ability you have where you can hear Death. dead bodies? Uh, hear and see the dead? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I was just looking that up right now. I've got Gravesight through the grace of Hades. Your sight can pier the, pierce the veil of death and shadows the world. Oh, that's just dim sight. Underchild. No. Where am I looking? I know I have it. Oh, yeah, no, it was Gravesight. You can also see and hear the souls of recently deceased that still linger in the world within 60 feet of you. How recently deceased are we talking? It <laughs> uh, does actually go into that one. And death speech. You can, you can communicate briefly with the souls of the recently deceased before they have departed to the other world. You can communicate in this manner up to one minute after the target's death and only communicate with the soul for up to ten minutes. Okay. You wouldn't hear anything then. Hmm. But the... So the, the talking to them is only a minute after death. The grave sites... It's here in souls of the recently deceased, deceased that still linger. It doesn't actually say. I would assume probably the same spot. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you look around and, well, fortunately in this instance, you do not find anyone hiding upstairs or throughout the rest of the orphanage, uh, only seeing children frolicking around, having fun, playing their uh, post-festival games and enjoying little knickknacks that they may have bought throughout the festival time. Slightly meta, but no bodies? <laughs> yeah. No bodies? Is that they're no just dead bodies? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in the bathtub, you know, there's probably like five or six stashed under the water. <laughs> I mean, opening up some of the closets. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skeletons in the closet, of course. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, everything looks up and up. Did uh, you find anyone? Anyone else around? No. Okay. Well, I mean, at least if one of you staying here, just so you can keep an eye out, I mean, maybe that's for the best. All right, plan of attack, guys. Going quick and hard. I can, I'm I'm fine with staying up near the top. I can um, I can maybe buff one of you, and then you guys can all come in. I've got. I've got okay AC, okay health, so even if something happens up here, I should be fine um, until we get back together, but yeah, I'm fine staying up at the top. Yeah, all of my I, abilities are once per day, so I'm totally fine kind of carrying up the back as well. Okay, I have almost no AC to speak of, but I can do what I can do. She sort of grabbed onto Bob and is like, ah, please just stay here. Alright, Arpeggio? <laughs> I mean, not <laughs> All right, you guys begin your way down the hall to the basement. I think so. Uh, what is the order, and who is staying up? Well, if she's grabbing on to me, I don't know if we want her to lead or not. It's your guys' call. Uh, Arpeggio, Arpeggio would take uh, Vanguard. Meaning front or back? Front. Uh, I'll front. be, I'll be the spear point. Okay. okay. Uh, I'd probably follow Arpeggio. And then I think okay. it's going to end up being Dave and Bob. Yeah? Yeah, because I'm kind of leading her down, so yeah. Yeah, and I'll Dave, give you says, the reinforcements. <laughs> if you start moving down the stairwell, she'll kind of like try to hold you back and be like, but you're meant to stare just in case one of them comes up. <laughs> um, no. Be okay. Down there, all of us. Ah. Uh. All right, I'll, I'll just keep watch in case one of them comes up here and scream out. Yeah, my only worry is splitting the party and not having, you know, I, I yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving you guys totally alone. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on uh, Cherno right now. 
Okay. Uh, so that's plus two to your AC for the next ten minutes, and it is concentration, so... Uh, Don't let you get hit. <laughs> yes. Or um, remind me, I have to make constant er, constitution saves. Yeah. Okay. So. Will do. All right. All right. So heading down the stairwell, unsurprisingly, the door at the bottom of the uh, stairwell is locked, leading into the basement. Okay. I'm going to try a hearty kick. All right. Roll a strength check or athletics. I will assist. All right. With advantage. Are we rolling individually, or, or am I rolling with advantage? Uh, up to you. If you, you want to roll individually, or, wanna... or one roll with advantage. Rolling individually is basically advantage, I think. I got an 18 and a 20. Oh, wow. So, as you you take a few steps down the stairwell, sort of getting a bit of momentum, and as you hit the flat, you push your leg forward, completely buckling the door and sending it flying off the hinges and into the room. You see a, what almost looks like a laboratory of some sort, a number of sort of flasks being warmed with fire, a small sort of localized fire over in the corner on a large sort of semicircular uh, table that stretches around the edge of the basement. You... Roll, roll a perception check for me as you... All of us or just the one? Uh, just the pe- two people at the front. So Dave yeah. and... Oh, Alsafat and Arpeggio. Okay. Natural one. Nice. Oh, uh, that's... Uh, that's a 17. Okay. So, as you... As your friend busts down the door and you see this all, uh, you can see... Sort of stuffed underneath the bed are what appears to be... You see two sets of feet sort of sticking out from it. All right. That's the only one in the room. I take one ankle. I approach and take one ankle. (laughs) Wait, you take a set of feet? (laughs) I take one ankle and pull... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, um, wait. Is the set of feet standing or is it just sticking? Like, no, no. Sticking it looks like there's dead bodies underneath the bed. Uh, okay. You hear... <laughs> oh, no. From the barrels behind you as you enter in. Uh, Bob. Yes. As you were going down last, you hear a voice echo from behind you and say, Your favor is complete, Bob. Jesus Christ, Ah! Uh, you entering that room last is the favorite. Uh, right. Seeing Matron Marjorie suddenly begin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you turn around. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you're cutting out there? Uh, you turn around seeing Matron Marjorie's body begin slowly unfurling into that of a strange harlequinesque hag that is standing up above you on the stairwell looking down smiling the two red dots in her eyes gleaming like little balls of fire damn it how far away is she everyone roll initiative uh, uh, how far away is she up the stairs that's an 11 oh 15 feet barely any okay 19 for me that voice was terrifying. Thank you, Will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a six. Oh, oh, close. Nineteen. 
Uh, that means you go before me because I have no modifier on my initiative. Alright, so we've got Arpeggio 19, Cherno 19. Was it Alcifat 6? Yep. And Bob? Oh, yeah, 11. Sorry, my internet keeps cutting out. Generic initiative. Here we go. Alright. So, uh, as you you all hear this voice echoing from behind you, the gleaming eyes sort of radiating down into the stairwell and into the room and see the strange clown harlequin-esque looking witch lady up behind you on the staircase that's just materialized from what you'd assume to be uh, matron marjorie you whip around quickly and arpeggio it is your turn first so uh just to be clear there's only one combatant right now no there's one in the room behind the barrels I mean, and one at the top of how the many stairs. hostile creatures are there uh, from what you can see, only one, but you heard a giggle in the barrel somewhere. Mm-hmm. How far is the barrel away from me? Uh, not, not but like 10 feet. There are a fair few barrels, oh, I should mention as well, probably uh, in the neighborhood about 10, 9 or 10 barrels. And you're not quite sure where this cackling has come from, but it's sort of within a 10 foot range. Uh, okay, I was... Stay within 10 feet and I will prepare an action for when somebody pops out of one of the barrels. Sure. Okay. That'll then bring us on to Cherna. Alright, I'm going to use my weapon contract. Yep. It more or less acts like the um, spectral blade weapon, or spectral blade spell, I think. I can't remember what it's called. Spiritual weapon. Ah, yep. Just double checking, uh, yeah. And so it takes a bit. Oh, it takes only a bonus action to cast. All right. I'm just. I had all my notes. Now I need to find. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what that voice sounded like. <laughs> oh, it was everything you wanted it to be. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea where that is since I can't find that. We're just going to cast Chill Touch. Okay. On the. Hag. Yeah, because it has to be a target I can see. So, so uh, uh, wispy, a blue flame and wisp wraps skeletal hand, peers and goes flying towards her. And intelligence casting modifier. So, uh, scroll up. It was. Oh, it didn't hit. Nope, I rolled a two. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. <laughs> Even with all my modifiers, that's not going to hit anything. Cool. The as you turn around, looking up, you instinctively flare out this uh, hand that flies off towards her. But the sort of redness of her eyes is almost shining so bright that it's kind of encapsulating your entire vision, and she just sort of lets out this horrendous. <laughs> Jeez. No. I'm enjoying this far too much. (laughs) Okay, that will then bring us on to something else's turn. So, you see busting from one of the barrels, Arpeggio, a strange little horned creature that grasps onto the top with these clawed hands, lifting itself up with a tiny little top hat on top of its head and these blue glowing eyes that uh, looks towards you, but uh, you can attack immediately as soon as it reveals itself, I believe. Okay. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. 
That is just what you needed, yes. Okay, uh, that is uh, six points of piercing damage. Wow. Is this magical? No, it's not. Okay, non-magical. So it resists that. Uh, As you stab at the creature, you see it pierce into its sort of face, but it uh, sort of grimaces a little and some bluish blood begins bleeding down from the red flesh. Uh, It smiles a little at you as it continues on its turn. It's going to cast the Tasha's Hideous Laughter, Tasha's Hideous Laughter spell on you. So I will get you to make a wisdom saving throw, I believe. Alright, hold on. Mm, 16. Alright, you look at it as it does this, it kind of lifts a little top hat off the top of its head and uh, begins giggling with a little... (laughs) And you feel this sudden urge to laugh and roll around on the ground, but you manage to uh, maintain your resolve and the effect is nullified. That'll bring us on to you then, Bob. I will go ahead and... I'll just go ahead and swipe at the hag behind me. Okay. Alright. Never mind. That was a seven total. Oh, damn. As you swipe at her, it just sort of hits her in the face. And you watch the makeup almost smear as if it was... Like you dug your finger... Or dug your... uh, What weapon are you attacking with, sir? Uh, Yeah, my glaive. Yeah, you almost strike into her face and you watch as her face like deforms momentarily before snapping back into place and staring at you. Ugh. Ugh, indeed. Anything else for a bonus action or anything? Mm, no, I should have charged a bonus action into my glaive, but I did not. So that, okay, you know what? I'll go ahead and charge booming. No, that takes part. Nope, there's nothing I can do. Never mind then. Okay. Uh, it will then move on to the hag's turn who smiles and says, uh, Why don't we all play a little game of chance, yes? Ugh. And she is going to use her game of chance action. So you watch her suddenly chuck up a deck of cards that begins uh, unfurling and cards shoot out towards everyone. I'll get everyone, uh, the three of you, Arpeggio, Cherno, and Bob, to... Roll a d6 and let me know what you roll. Four. Okay. Three. Okay. Uh, That's a two. (laughs) All right. So uh, she rolled a four as well. So you watch one of the cards appear in front of an ace, if you will. And Bob, the card that appears in front of you is an ace. Uh. The other two get a three and a two. And she sort of touches her chin looking towards you and says, um, Again, I think I'll be paying off that favor. Allows you to win the game of chance. So, Bob, you regain, if you have lost... Oh, wow, you regain 11 hit points while everyone else takes 11 points of necrotic damage. Oh, God. Yay! Lord. As does she. Oh. And the deck suddenly and rapidly swings back over towards her and she catches it and smiles. Huh. That will bring us on to Alsafat. I am going to have to go after this, but I will cast Spiritual Weapon um, and summon a Mighty Scimitar right behind the hag. Yep. And then um, I'm just going to keep whacking her with that. Um, okay. Remainder, um, but I will have to go. So 
Uh, right. Someone just roll that for me. I also have a uh, a war hammer and um, two more uses of cure wounds. So feel free to pick that up. And okay. Got, um, sixteen to hit. That hits. All right. Oh God, that's ten points of damage. Oh wow. And it is force damage. Oh yes. Uh, she cackles out with uh, pain as you the spiritual scimitar slashes into her form and you hear some of her bones suddenly crunch as she sort of deforms off to one side before they sort of click back into place and she looks uh, forward down the tunnel once more. All right, awesome. Okay, I'm heading out. Thank you guys. It was awesome. awesome. Hold on. Thank you. Thanks for being. Talk to you soon. All right, that will bring us on then to Arpeggio. Oh, I will... Hold on. No, I will just do a... I will attack again with my battle standard. Trusting it. Oh, no, that's uh, 12 to hit. All right, that misses, unfortunately. Watches it. Ducks back inside the barrel that it crawled from, and you just stab into its hat. And as you retract, the hat is on the end of the battle standard. Okay, uh, as a bonus action, I would use open fire on... Who used it before? Uh, open fire on Cherno. Okay. What does open fire do again? It al- you can immediately make a ranged attack or cantrip oh, if perfect. you have. Um, I, I, okay, okay, that's a critical success. Uh, you get a plus five to hit. Plus five to hit. Perfect. I will use sacred flame on it. Oh, very nice. can see it now, and I have a small suspicion that might be a good damage to it. I believe Sacred Flame's a saving throw, is it not? Uh-huh. And deck saving. So do, am I able to use that or a range attack? Oh, I don't think so. It needs to have an attack roll. Yeah, attack roll. Okay, then chill. We will just chill touch again. Cool. <gasps> Yay, it kept rolling. Uh, 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yes. Um, D8 Necronic. Uh, six damage, and it can't regain, uh, uh, sorry, HP until the start of my next turn. Which is oh, wow. Cool. Awesome. So, dang. Good, good combo hit. The, nice. the hand grasps around her throat and begins choking her. She lets out like a little muffled hag giggle underneath the sound of the uh, necrotic sizzling at her throat. All right, that'll then bring us on to Cherno now. Your turn. I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing, I think. I think Prayer of Healing's a minute is a casting time. Oh, ten minutes. Yeah, that's not happening. Cure Wounds it is. Because <laughs> um, I am all... I'm not looking healthy right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, four HP back to... So, I'm I'm still pretty bloodied up from that card game. I say with your quotes. But then as my bonus action, I'm also going to tear up my weapon contract, which summons a... I'll do a battle standard to match Arpeggio because I like to copy a weapon of somebody else around me. Okay. So if you tear up a weapon contract and do a specific incantation, you can summon the weapon as an animated... Oh, no, that's a full action, is it? Yes, never mind. I am good for this turn, then. (laughs) Alright, that'll then bring us on to the strange little cackling creature 
Uh, it comes up once more with a smile and is going to leap out in front of you, Arpeggio. It probably stands about two and a half feet tall with a tiny little top out on top of its head. Well, not on top of its head anymore as you stabbed it off. But it is going to try and bite you. It opens okay. its mouth with its grizzly fangs and it's going to roll only a 13 to hit. Oh, AC 18. Okay. So the bite is sort of pressed against your armor but cannot pierce through and you just kind of shake the strange little creature from your leg <laughs> and that will then bring us on to bob i guess why fix what ain't broken i swing at the hag for a second time okay 18 oh yeah that hits four ouch only seven points of damage oh she sees you hitting towards her and well if we're not being so friendly <laughs> all right anything else on your turn bob no unfortunately i have no bonus actions that don't uh require a cantrip up front like you don't no problem that'll bring us on to the hag then who's going to try and read the game a chance and doesn't so instead you watch from behind her almost material she draws a massive carnival wooden mallet <laughs> And since Bob is the closest to her in front, she's going to try and whack you over the head with that, Bob. Ah! With a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okie doke. So, you are going to take... Not too good. Only 7 points of damage, of bludgeoning damage. Oh, and hold okay, on. Uh, strength is- Sorry, how far is Bob from me? Uh, only about 15 feet away. Yeah, no. Won't have effect. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Uh, strength saving throw, Bob. Um, that is a... Uh, only a 14. Oh, that succeeds. Yay! So, you, you feel the mallet begin taking you off your feet, but you manage to hold strong and uh, do not get knocked prone by it. Okay. That'll bring us on to Alsafat, who I assume will just make an attack with his spiritual weapon against the hag, which will be a 16 to hit, which will hit, and will deal four points of damage to her as the uh, magical scimitar slashes in, sort of slicing into her and some of those little wisps of multicolored fabric that she is wearing almost cut off and then dry rapidly into the floor, almost as if they were like a kind of desiccated flesh. That'll bring us back to Arpeggio. Oh yeah, I would continue attacking the strange creature. Oh, that's an 18 to hit. Yeah, definitely hits. And that's a 11 piercing damage, non-magical. Okay, so as you, uh, how do you want to kill this strange little cackling creature? Oh, it, uh, after it made a, tried to make a bite attack at me, I will punt it. And while it's on <laughs> the air, I'm just gonna skewer it with my battle standard. Alright, yes. <laughs> the standard pierces through the chest of the strange little demonic creature, and it will use its last laugh. When it dies, it releases a laugh that scars the mind of people nearby, so... I will get Alsafat and Arpeggio to make a wisdom saving throw for me. I would use Acumen to add a plus two 
to uh, to Alzafat saving throw. Okay, that would give him a twenty. Uh, that's a sixteen for me. Okay, so you both manage to sort of resist the strange effect that begins ringing through your mind the la- the last laugh of this strange little demonic creature, and it falls limp as you slide it from the end of your battle standard. And now the only thing remaining is Mother Maggot at the top of the hallway, and that will bring us to Cherno's turn. How's she looking, by the way? Uh, she's looking rough. Not like she's terribly injured, although it's hard to tell with such an odd creature that you're up against. But she is... she's looking damaged, definitely. Oh, mm. by the way, I'm gonna use Open Fire again as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, on Cherno. Okay, that's a normal, just a normal attack. Um, that would be a 15 to hit. That does not hit, unfortunately. One All off. Alright, my chill touch just kind of flies past her this time. And uh, she does, she like does a strange back cartwheel as it comes toward her and she manages to duck out of the way. Alright. Then I'm back to your turn. Yes. Going to make it so she can't. I can't miss her, and I'm going to cast a sacred flame. All right. Dexterity saving throw with a eleven. Ha! DC is twelve. <laughs> Very nice. She gets no benefits recover for this throw, and D eight, and that's three damage to her. All right. But it is radiant. In case that's helpful. As the radiant damage sort of, oh, as the radiant fire suddenly uh, burns around her, you watch her begin screaming and uh, flailing her arms a bit, trying to pat the fire out, but it uh, only grows more intensified. And she is left a little singed at the end of it, sort of looking angrily towards you, Cherna. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I'm going to use my movement action to move a little bit further down and less in easily her range though. Okay. Yeah, you're currently, I believe, 15 feet away from her now. I was at the base of the stairs, so yeah, I'm going to move into the back room. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. You're out of sight now. Perfect. Okay. That'll bring us to oh, anything... That would take uh, just your movement, so you could do an action as well if you like. Well, I cast my I cast my sacred flame, so that's everything. As, as a reaction to the uh, arpeggios. Uh, oh, no, uh, that was my chill touch. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, awesome. Then that will bring us to Bob. Alright, since she still owes me a favor, I'm going to yell at her, Hey, to repay me, hurt yourself. I already did, Bob. Remember that little game we just played? Ah, crap. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a useless favor. I'll go ahead and attack her them as normal. Okay. God, I hate having all my abilities charge on a lot. Uh, that's a 17. That hits. All right, hot diggity. And that is a nine points of damage. Oh, wow. Yeah, you see her eyes begin sort of fluttering a little, the red uh, dying down to a more sort of uh, deeper color as... She is starting to weather a little from the uh, battle so far. Okay. That will bring us on to her, and she is going to try and recharge her gamer chance, and she does not. And since 
Bob is directly in front of her, I guess. Actually, she is... Mm, she's going to cast a Vicious Mockery on you, Bob. Ah. I get to make a... Yep, that's a 17. All right, never mind. You hear her say, uh... Oh, really? Not the best adventurer, are you? <laughs> and that just that doesn't offend you. Shrug like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she shrugs too. Uh, that'll end her turn. Alsafat turn, I assume, just the same as before, uh, which will hit with a 17. Oh, and 13 points of damage. She is starting to uh, look rough. Some of the yeah. sort of swaths of clothing that are hanging from her are like wriggling up and like withering a little and it almost looks like her body is beginning to almost not turn to stone but decay rapidly as she's still standing in front of you uh arpeggio your turn once more oh i i believe uh spiritual weapon is a bonus action to give command so i think alzafat still has an action on him okay awesome uh, he'll move up and then attempt to attack her with his warhammer. Oh, uh, with a natural 20, but she's going to use her whack-a-hack ability. So you watch the floor underneath her suddenly open up as she falls down below. And moving into her place is going to be Arpeggio. So you and the hag swap places as Alsafat's hammer is soaring down towards her and suddenly you appear in front of it as a natural 20 I assume will hit you. Okay, that is only going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. As he just sort of looks at you worryingly and she is now down the staircase right next to you, Cherna. Arpeggio, it is now your turn. Okay, then I will run down and close to Cherno, and I will attack the hag. Okay. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, seven piercing damage, non-magical. Alright, you stab into her. You watch her try and almost back up out of the way, but the length of your battle standard is too great for her little movement. And it stabs into her. Some blackish blood begins like oozing out around the wound and around your battle standard. And she retracts, sort of grasping onto the wound and lets out a strange laughter, but is still standing. Turner, okay. Turner, turn my friend. Oh, unless you have a bonus action, sorry. Uh, 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 no, I... Okay, might as well. I will use a open fire again. Oh, okay. That's a 20, so critical success again to Cherno. So plus five. Perfect. Um, I'm just trying to decide what will do the most damage. Although, I'm not sure if ranged cantrips suffer disadvantage when they they are engaged with the hostile creature. I'm not sure. Sh- uh, he would be... Cherno would be still outside of melee range, so he'd be ah, alright okay. without the creature. Okay. Just because it's kind of the easy thing to do, I will do another tilt touch, and okay. that's uh, 12 as my straight roll, so with the plus 5 from him that brings me to 17. Yeah, that hits. Cool. And that's three more damage. And she cannot regain health. Aha. Uh-huh. A very nice little addition there. Yes. Alright, the 
hand grasps out once more, uh, clutching onto her shoulder. The sort of white uh, makeup covered flesh begins sizzling and burning and you watch like lines begin popping up where her veins begin showing. Almost as if the white makeup is her flesh and not a sort of makeup coverage. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your full turn now, Shona. Um, I'm going to cast uh, Misty Step. Okay. Just kind of like the darkness unravels me and I'm going to show up at the top of the stairs. But All right. Where Arpeggio just left. Yep. And I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. All right. That is going to be, oh, a natural 20 to dodge out of the way. Dang all those barrels. Hey. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You watch her suddenly dive into one and appear from another before ducking back to where <laughs> she came from. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's my turn. <laughs> Very nice. The whole time you would have heard... <laughs> coming from the hag. <laughs> all right, uh, Bob, your turn currently. Uh, the hag is looking rough. She just teleported away from you. She's currently in the room with the bubbling sort of alchemy side and then the barrels. Okay, yeah, my internet is crap. Uh, is she within 30 feet, did you say? She is, yes. Okay, then I would uh, run up to her and cast Booming Blade at the same point as I attack her. So, uh, DC... Oh, yes. Yeah, DC... Uh, see here. Uh, 12 Constitution save. Okay. Alright, uh, I'm assuming I hit her with another 16. Yes, you hit, just hit. Okay, she got a, she rolled a natural 17 with a plus one to an 18. Okay, then just she takes the normal damage on this, so that is eight points of damage. Oh, damn. Uh, you see the fabric that is sort of keeping her together almost begin ripping. The makeup on the exterior of her arms and face begin flaying off revealing this disgusting uh, sort of greenish flesh underneath. And she's screaming, looking like she's about on death's door. Anything else on your turn, Bob? No, that's it. Okay, bring us to her turn. She'll try and regain her game of chance one last time probably, and does not, but uh, she is going to pull her mallet and attempt to Attempt to attack either Arpeggio or Bob, I'll roll randomly. That is going to be Bob with the mallet. With a, oof, uh, 21 to hit Bob. I will use my battle standards feature, uh, spectral displacement. Uh, we can okay. both use our reactions to swap places. Okay, and it will so... hit me, and it will hit me instead. Okay. That is going to be 12 points of bludgeoning damage, and I'll have you make strength saving throw for me. No need, because I'm down. Okay, so you fall rapidly. A huge sort of bonk sound uh, emanates from the hammer as she uh, wallops you with it, and your body does like a backflip and then lands flat on the ground. Very comical, but at the same time dark with the nature of this strange creature. Uh, mm -hmm. That'll bring us to Alsafat, who would definitely run down towards you using an action to cast a Cure Wounds upon you. And you regain 10 HP. Nice. 
and he will then move his uh, weapon, spiritual weapon, I believe 15 feet, can he not? I think it's 20 feet. I mean, wait, let me check. Okay. It is 20 feet. I have the page open. I just also... Okay, awesome. That will just be within range for him to make an attack roll. And that will hit. Oof. As the spectral scimitar slashes down into her, you watch as she is beginning to sort of back up into the uh, alchemy set behind her and she's uh, beginning to plead and say, Wait, please, come on, just let me live. That would bring us to Arpeggio. She is in meta terms one HP from her demise, but (laughs) Hmm. uh, what would you like to do? She's backing up trying to sort of plead with you saying she'll tell you anything. Uh, How far is she? Only like 10 feet away now. Yeah, I'll use half my movement to get up and I'm just gonna charge at her. Okay, make an attack. Battle standard. Oh, that's a 12. <laughs> All right. She managed to duck out of the way using bench to push off and wrap underneath you as you stab into the alchemy set. Uh, you watch some of the contents uh, begin spilling out and a strange greenish powder begins pouring across the floor. A similar greenish powder that you saw Alsafat consume the scorch that has been throughout the docks currently. Uh... I suppose my battle standard is wedged at the wall. I will cry out in frustration and I'm going to use open fire again on on Cherno. On oh, sorry. Ooh, uh, that's on, on you. Open, oh, open uh, fire. Cherno. Okay. And then uh, I'm going. That's a 20. So critical okay. success again. Uh, plus 5 to your hit. Let's see what I roll. No, a natural one. Oh. oh. <laughs> the the uh, the hand reaches, attempting to grab onto her, but she's doing all sorts of strange acrobatics and sort of bending in awkward ways that you don't think people should be able to bend. Almost like tunneling through her legs as she's standing and then coming back upright the other way, but her body seems to be completely fine. And the hand grasps out and grabs onto a vial over me set instead of hitting her. Alrighty then. That'll bring us to your turn. Well, good news is Sacred Flame doesn't have to miss. <laughs> I don't have to roll for that one. Very true. She's looking at those barrels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, she rolled a, <laughs> a five. It does not miss. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as she screams with such pain as she is turned into a strange sort of greenish black goo as her body melts down into the floor and her arms sort of are the last thing to exit before turning into a puddle. The sound suddenly fades. There's a bunch of children at the top of the stairwell just sort of looking down, their eyes wide open. What the hell is going on? And we are currently out of combat. I am um, just, I'm just gonna collapse by the wall. Just, <sighs> I'm going to first cast a produce flame. Yep. Um, I can't move that around or anything, can I? I can't make a bouncer. Uh, I you can't make a bounce, but you can hold it within your hand if 
Okay, I'm just gonna kind of play around with it to distract the kids, just to maybe lighten the mood a little bit. Sure. So as you <laughs> head up the stairs towards them, they see this <laughs> man I'm with not, a flank in his hand. I'm not oh, going well. up the stairs, though. Okay, okay. So you stay at the bottom, just sort of juggling it between your hands and rolling it around. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, so it's kind of like distracting, and then at the end, I'll just kind of with a little flourish, just collapse it between my fingers. Their, their faces go from fear to amazement. And suddenly to uh, little clappers, some of them are like, Wow, that's so amazing! Oh, man! Yeah! Cool. <laughs> and <laughs> because I'm not going to do that for very long, I'm going to go talk to her now that she's dead. All right. You hear the sort of gurgling sound of her soul leaving and passing through to a plane beyond. What would you like to say to it? Why? <laughs> Why, and did you have any other, anyone else working with you? I just wanted to have a little fun. This town needs to have a little fun. Terrifying. Everyone's so uptight. Cherno's just going to give a wink and be like, there's, there's better ways to have a little fun and walk away. Alright, so you still see those two bodies. Oh, right, there's bodies under the steps. Oh, under the bed, a bit, is it? Yes. Under the bed, yeah. yeah. Uh, dragging yeah, will... them out, uh, you would see an elderly man who appears to have burst blood sockets within his eyes. His eyes are completely red. And a elderly woman who appears very similar to Mother, or oh, Matron Marjorie, that the hag was impersonated <sighs> is there a, are there sheets sheets on the bed yes there are yeah yeah i would take the sheet and respectfully you know cover the body so okay we're gonna have to do something about that aren't we <sighs> i think the best way is to call in the authorities at this point i agree i i head up and start looking for a looking oh, what do we call them uh Oh, a so. justice temple. Yeah, the yeah. temple of justice yeah. of some kind. Okay, we'll say that perhaps we can add those into. Oh well, you would go and begin uh, looking for someone while someone stayed here, looking over the bodies and ensuring the children's safety. Uh, we may have to end there, as I think Bob's internet's going in and out. But for the rest of the afternoon, we'll say that you spend your time looking around, trying to, uh, well, you find some guards who bring Justice Temple officials to the orphanage. They begin looking over it, but uh, ask you to perhaps sort someone out that may be able to take over the orphanage while you are uh, in, or while they are looking after the children in the interim. Mm -hmm. So we will end there as the 17th of planting, I believe it is, Bob? I think so, yeah. As the 17th of planting comes to an end, you have figured out the source of the Scorch and potentially saved the children from dealing drugs, I guess. <laughs> hey! After three episodes. Yeah. Yes. Very well done. And All we'll right. pick up there with your downtime. Get you some games leading up with 
the other players. Thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you very you. much, Brayden. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. I've always wanted to say that. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Chaos Plan. We hope that you enjoyed it. We have been trying to get a whole lot more games out there, and we have a lot of new members that are looking to get their first games in very, very soon. If you would like to take part in the Chaos Plan, just visit our Patreon page and you can join guaranteed. So thank you all very much and we hope to see you next game.